without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, welcome back to Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin, the Captain I'm Mills. <laughs> and today we are going to, so I will give you the lowdown on why we are talking about Watchmen, and then to a further extent, what makes a superhero super. A lot of this has to do with me defending Batman at work, but there's more than that. It's it's all-encompassing. So, you had me read the... Um... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's bring this back. Because okay. you're like, we'll explain below. I'm like, this is literally what happened. You fucking randomly texted me out of the fucking blue and said, this week we're talking about Watchmen and what makes a superhero super. Yep, and I yep. was like, my response to that was, then you need to read DC Universe Rebirth and the yep. button... Like that, that's like that's the quick the crossover yeah but i don't know why well i'm getting so, there i'm getting there i'm getting okay. there so you had me do a little homework which i used that readcomiconline.to while i was on the mac worked wonderfully really great site for that kind of stuff although i don't like doing it on my phone but that's neither here nor there so i read dc universe rebirth which was like what four issues or four no, chapters it's one, sorry it's, sorry it's, yeah, yeah it's one big issue but yeah it's four it chapters. was much larger because reading comics online you can't like i really like i still hold that i want to own all these different comics in hand which i almost bought a copy at the book barn it was like number 46 of transmet that i was gonna grab just for the sake of having it and um i didn't because i'm an idiot and episode or episode and uh issue 60 something of constantine uh, well, Hellblazer, that the one done by uh, Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, and I was like, oh, because the I looked at it, I thought it was a preacher issue. I pulled it out, I was like, oh shit, yeah, oh, well, that's still cool, but I didn't. <laughs> I should have bought it, and I didn't. That's whatever. So, what was I? What? Um, what? Oh, so <laughs> DC Rebirth. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. So DC Universe, the Rebirth issue, I couldn't tell how long it was, but all I realized was, wow, this is taking me forever to get to compared to what I thought an issue of, a, you know, a single issue would. Oh, it's, it's really long. Oh, my it's God. Like, it, so it's, it's like, yeah. I, I flip, I, I scroll through that because I just did it so every page was on one screen, so all I did was keep scrolling down, and I've got the, um, the, the Apple mouse that is all, like, touch-sensitive, so I was just swiping and swiping. Uh, and then I read Flash... No, Batman 21, Flash 21, Batman 22, Flash 22, which is the button crossover, which I learned through the comments that, like, all of DC's crossovers have been only, like, four issues, little things, and they're not trying to overwhelm people, and that's wonderful, because it was the perfect amount of crossover. And, uh, so I got all caught up on that, so we're gonna get into that. That's the crossover that brings, or will be bringing, the Watchmen universe and the DC universe kind of, uh, potentially... Well, no. Not together, but... Technically, the the first thing this is this is like basically like the uh, the first time because it was about a year I think it was like exactly a year ago they launched Rebirth mm-hmm. and in Rebirth obviously they have the whole ending where basically um, Batman finds comedian's button in the wall of the Batcave and then they reveal the person that's been narrating for a while has been Doctor Manhattan allegedly and then, and then nothing happens yeah. like nothing happens for like a year. And then the button happened. Button just kind of takes a little bit further because there's still really there's a lot of stuff that's implied if you yes. like, obviously read Watchmen. Yes. But it's really, if anything, it's more the more of like a Flashpoint thing than like a Watchmen thing. Yes. Okay. It's so mostly about I'm kind excited of pushing, to get into that. Yes. So yeah, mostly about pushing it a little bit forward. Like theoretically, Doomsday Clock is supposed to be the first time that we get like full blown like Watchmen DC universe like melding coming together and yeah, like actually having interactions. 
Because so, there is a moment in uh, the button that I still there's there's stuff like like the bit um, when Thawne, uh basically says oh, he saw oh, God. Oh, yeah, hold on, save it, save it. Save I'm it. pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's Doctor Manhattan. So I'm just yeah. saying, like, but I'm just saying, but there's not like actually any Watchmen in it. It just yeah. kind of like it's clearly just kind of the start of kind of pushing it forward. Oh yeah, and it so it stays very vague at first, and then it gets more detailed. So we'll get to that. I want to start. I want to rewind because it. it the argument I was having with a coworker ties in f- to what's co- what happens in in the button crossover, and I told him today to read it. I'm gonna link him the uh, issues I read, and I'm gonna say read this. Probably should read Watchmen first because he's only seen the movie, but read this. And so back it all up. Now let's start at the beginning. Now you now you in know. Fairness, you should also read Rebirth by virtue of the fact that like you need to know why Batman has the button. <laughs> yes, I well I did a lot of. Um, I just read a ton online about. I'm gonna turn my volume down. I'm peaking pretty good. I just read a ton online of like people's um, impressions and walkthroughs and all that stuff afterwards to to help. Cause I'm gonna need your help with a couple things, like the girl who's remembering stuff. I don't know who she is, and all this. Other, the old guy who's Jay Garrick's that that thing. So we'll go through it. Oh, Jay yeah. Garrick is the original Flash. No, no, I know Jay the, Garrick. It's the old guy oh. who's constantly trying to escape the insane asylum, or the the old man's home, old man the nursing home. Ah, fuck. I haven't written in a long-ass time, but yeah, I'll Yeah, so try. We'll, we'll, we'll go through it. So I read a bunch of people's impressions and what they thought, and they were like, don't... They did very, like, Kevin Cardinal-esque, like, does this do anything for the Watchmen series? And then I would read other ones that were like, don't worry about the Watchmen universe. That's still there. Read this if you want. It was all over the place. So what started this whole, um, like, first time me and you have ever planned out an episode in forever? What started this was... We went to my friend's house last week, uh, Saturday, for, or, well, we went yard sailing during the day, all of us, there was like six of us in the truck. Yo, yard sailing's wonderful, don't (laughs) give me that look, okay? I bought a cool chair, I got some nice things. Actually, I'll show you right now, because you'll get a kick out of these. Sorry if I got a little quiet there. I bought Franny these. The records are scratched to shit, but I'm going to buy those record, um... Uh, frames to put on the wall in our kids room when we have a kid late old old lady in the tramp vinyl looks <laughs> real looks really dope uh this is oh this is like i've i've never seen this art style of winnie the pooh so it's winnie the pooh Indeed. i've never seen that's that cool. art style very weird franny almost didn't want it she's like that's not the winnie the pooh i know i'm like hey you she we have for for mid-20s adults have way too much Winnie the Pooh stuff. So it's just, in my mind, justification for our kids. But she's like, I don't like that. So we also found a very modern (laughs) Winnie the Pooh one. So I bought them both. The guy wanted $2 a piece. Like, I figure that's worth, not only are they, like, collectibles to a degree, but uh, and we're never going to listen to the records, but they're just really cool artwork to put on the wall. But I'm not here to justify why I enjoy yard sailing, okay? (laughs) Let me get to the end of this. So... We went to her house. It was movie night. We wanted to watch Doctor Strange. Not everyone was available to come over quite yet, so we were like, because Tommy, a bunch of them had never seen it. So we made dinner, and we watched Watchmen. They decided, against my wishes, uh, okay, it wasn't against my wishes. I was totally down to watch the director's cut, and I was like, you guys have never seen Watchmen. You've never read the comic. Just watch the original cut first, because the director's cut is long, and it's very... (laughs) Like, it, all the stuff it adds is character stuff that is very important, but if you don't know the characters already, you'll be fine. Like, watch this, uh, you know, a year from now after you're remembering Watchmen. Don't watch it now. So, we watched it. We enjoyed it. Moving on. At work, Tommy didn't... Tommy was the man I was having the argument with. 
His biggest issue, and you can help me just explain this just like I did because I think you're going to be on my side here. His biggest issue was that if Dr. Manhattan can see the future and he says everything is predisposed and, you know, he's everybody's puppets. Predetermined. He can just, predetermined, sorry. And everybody's puppets, but he just can see the strings. Why doesn't he just change it? And he couldn't wrap his head around why Dr. Manhattan wouldn't choose to change the future. And that's where my whole, like, I got... Ooh, I was going. I was like, "You're don't," because he loves the Flash is his favorite superhero who travels time all the time, just doing random shit in the show, and he likes the show a lot. But he also really likes the character, and he just wants. Like I, I kept my thing was like, this is a singular timeline in this universe. Time travel does not exist as far as these people are concerned. Doctor Manhattan can see it all, and he has no reason to change anything. He doesn't have any sort of moral compass for the most part he is just an emotionless scientific mind just floating through space letting shit go well, as it does he's god like that's he's the whole thing. god he's god like, yeah so you, as much as you want to be like god is this loving being like god's clearly not like clearly god like he's basically just like the best thing i ever heard was in um i think it was season four of supernatural where um he meet they they meet because basically season four and five basically they get to the whole like christian aspect of it where basically it's like them trying to like figure out like where god is and all this bullshit and um when they end up in heaven uh and they meet joshua um they're like he's basically joshua's like i think we get along because we're both gardeners or something to that effect mm-hmm. and i like that actually is the first time ever in my life that god has made sense to me like where god isn't the guy who's like moving the chess pieces around the board god is the guy who planted the seeds and now the seeds are doing what they do he's just watching it yeah oh shit the flower died in winter that's cool oh spring it's back and life's wonderful oh it's dying yeah that makes sense that's the first time ever it made sense to me and so that's my whole thing like that's like the dr manhattan thing we're basically just like it's a guy who literally it's the time they can see like he can see presumably like the entire kind of multiversal structure at any given time and like he sees it all and it's just like he i'm pretty sure he knows that basically everything eventually kind of ends up where it's going to anyway despite what you might do to it and then so what i kept yelling at him about admittedly if i had calmed down a little bit but tommy doesn't listen (laughs) to anyone we've gotten in this argument a lot at work with everybody i'm like if you go because they always say you're not going to change my mind i'm not going to change yours i'm like yes you could change my mind because i'm willing to hear anything you have to say at one point admittedly admittedly during um the election way before the worst stuff but the beginning of the election i said i understand why people like trump like i actually talked to my family about it and i was like i get this i get why you guys are into him he's super charismatic he says shit off the cuff which is uh kind of a relief compared to most politicians who are reading what is like laid out for them and stuff like that i get it now current kevin's like what the fuck was i saying i don't get it at all what's going on here but what I'm the overall theme is if you go into something with an open mind and just listen, who knows what you could end up with? Sure, you might stick with your original opinion, but you may change. So he wasn't going to change. What I was saying was, I think Watchmen lays out, especially in the movie, because it gives you like 40 minutes dedicated to each character, it lays out the characters wonderfully. So Dr. Manhattan, at the time of that speech, is no longer human. He freaked out oh, no. on he freaked out on everyone at that interview said screw it the human race is shit and i want nothing to do with it left for mars and this one like at this point you know a million years has happened in his mind two seconds has happened in his mind because he can see it all 
cool. So when she comes pleading and he says his little thing, he has no reason to do anything. The character has been laid out to this point where it's like, listen, don't expect anything from Dr. Manhattan at this point. He helped when he did, and when you turned your back on him, he said, cool, hands are clean, I'm out of here, have a good time, I'm just going to let shit go. He even has his little speech about how Earth is just drifting amongst the stars and it's uh, not important compared to, you know, if someone dies, what does that affect the overall, you know, scheme of life and that whole thing? I was like, Tommy, how do you not get that this guy just doesn't care? Well, yeah, but if he wanted to, no, 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 stop. I don't care what your your perception of what if he wanted to and you want to create this character differently. The way Alan Moore laid it out, it's done. Hey, Dr. Manhattan, you have to look through his eyes. He's done with everything. And um, Tommy well, wasn't... I, I would argue he stopped being human the second that he... I mean, he basically, he died. And then... Uh, yeah, he did die. He did. What, B- what, Billy took his, what took his place... <laughs> yeah, exactly. What took his place wasn't a human being. So, yeah. like... He was still like connected to humanity. He just, but he, I wouldn't argue he was human. But then, but, yeah, go ahead. but then Tommy was getting mad that he's like, but he did come back in the end. I was like, yes. And they laid that out perfectly too. So he spends a minute saying, you are basically nothing to Silk Spectre. He's like, you're, you're nothing. You just happened. Cool. Good for you. Moving on. You're just carbon pushed together into a nice clump of body. And then he realizes that, you know, he does the thing where they touch hands and he shows her what he what life looks like through his eyes and you realize that the comedians are father and that's like that gives him just a little bit back that gives him a little bit back of who he is and he and and he goes through the whole like oh shit you are a miracle like even if the basic building blocks of life are always there and always will be there what made you is the miracle like the fact that you came around and the rapist got back into business and made you that's the miracle so now i can't see my future Ozymandias fucked with the tachyons and I can't see what's going on. So sure, let me help. They again, they laid this out. They 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 put it right on a nice platter with a little sign that said, "Here you go, Tommy. This explains everything." And he just chose to walk away from that plate of cookies. Like they laid it in my opinion. Maybe maybe I'm biased because Watchmen is my favorite comic of all time. It's the first one I ever read. I'm so happy it's the first one I ever read. So maybe I'm just being a little hot right now. But am I being crazy? <laughs> No, I mean, I, think, I mean, I, that's the thing is like, I mean, I wouldn't, it's the thing I kind of, the thing I generally have, I pointed to with a lot of like, um, cause you, the thing you had said before we even fucking gotten this thing about like my whole, like argue with me thing. I'm like, honestly, if I actually even have a discussion with you, mm-hmm. you should be happy to by virtue of the fact that I don't respect most people to even have a fucking discussion. Like that thing is like, it's like the whole thing of, um. Like when I was getting tattoos, like when I was like, cause I was like, when I was a kid, I always talked about wanting tattoos and like my parents would always fucking like give me shit about it. And then I would just eventually just stop saying anything about it. And they thought that that meant they won mm. until I started getting tattooed and they were just like, what the fuck, blah, blah. And I'm like, you thought that you won. It's a matter of I don't respect your opinion enough to mm-hmm. keep talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't that's, matter. It's like, that's I was like never the biggest to... difference between me and you, though, is I'm like, but please just hear me. like, Or let me hear you. I'm very like, Patrick, don't stop talking. Keep going. like, Just keep going. That's no, what... and you're, that's thing, I care about your opinion. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like the whole thing of like, but that's like the whole, I don't know. It's like the whole, I can't even really think of a specific way to put it, but like, I don't know. It's like the fact that I even have the argument, like, is whatever. Because most of the time, I'm like, I used to argue about everything ever. And then, like, uh, there's one time that I was, like, with um, these co worker, this one co worker is super Christian. 
and it's one of the dumbass Christians who thinks that like dinosaurs were only like fucking like ten thousand years ago. Oh, okay, and, like, hardcore. And, and like mankind exists at the same time. And I literally was just befuddled. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then like uh, this dude that I worked with, uh, I was like, Alex, you want to get on this? And he's like, what's the argument? And then like I told him, and he's like, do not engage. He's like, these people, <laughs> you will not change their mind. Do not engage. And I've held to that sense where it's like whenever I know I like that the person is so fucking far gone yeah. that I'm not going to be able to like make a fucking footprint. I just don't. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not saying you're right, but I, I'm not, I yeah, don't care enough yeah. about your opinion until I try to change it. So have fun. Really I generally enjoy. go into more of like a, um, like a spoon feed method. So if, so let's say, you know, you're, you're a picky eater and you only eat potato chips every day of your life. And I'm like, here, try this broccoli. And you're like, no, I'm like, seriously, you should eat this broccoli. You'll probably die 40 years sooner than you need to just try this out. And you're like, no, I'll like blend it up and mix in a little bit of sugar and some cinnamon and be like, here, you want to try it now? Here, let me get the spoon. I'm coming at you. Like I'll dumb down my argument so far just so that we can talk. I love talking. It's what I do best. Not necessarily well, no. as far as my vernacular is in my vocabulary, but I just enjoy the act of conversation. Oh, I mean, I know. I, I never shut the fuck up. I'm just saying, like, my thing is, it's like, it's to use your metaphor, it's like, okay, the stars, and then I'll just walk the fuck away. <laughs> like, I'll talk over your corpse. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm good. I don't give a fuck. Like, um, but yeah, no, like in the Watchmen thing, it's like, that's, the, the thing about the Watchmen is that, like, it was something that I would definitely never use the movie as the example because, granted, I told him to still read it because he was very no, turned off from reading it. I was like, please, 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 just read it first. Because that's the thing. It's like my whole thing was that like the thing that bothered me watching the movie was that basically like I get that uh, Zack Snyder was trying to be as like faithful as he could to the source material, uh-huh, uh-huh. but the problem is that he was he didn't understand what being faithful means. Yeah. Like, being faithful is not just fucking making it look exactly like the comic book. Because like, artistically, it was very, very, very It looks like the fucking yeah. comic book. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, none of the complexity is in that fucking, that's in that book, yeah. is in that fucking movie. That's the thing that, like, I like about, the reason I've read the book, like, at least, like, five times, and I've only seen the movie, like, two or three times, mm-hmm. and even that is, like, only because there were different versions of it, um is because the book is something that I can keep coming back to and keep finding things I haven't seen before and makes me think about these things. Whereas the movie is basically just like, it's like every fucking studio movie where basically it's like, it just fucking served you on a silver fucking platter. Yeah, yeah. And it's, there, it doesn't really leave room for maybe, like, you to maybe question. Maybe that'll help Tommy to read it then. Maybe that'll give him his own perspective and it'll let him like not look at the specific like so the hardest thing to do if with watching the movie first though is those voices are in your head and like dude because for me the there was two as you know i love the movie still do even after rewatching it 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 brought it down a little bit honestly because it's been so long since i've seen it but it's still i love the movie there's two issues i have huge with it and one of them you share was um rorschach's personality and voice didn't work for me yeah you know after after rewatching i still love rorschach in the movie but it i in my mind so the second part of it being the scene where he takes the cleaver to the guy's head. That is the, I don't, why did you put that in there? I get it. You're trying to show his like aggression and his like, uh, the first time he killed the bad guy even says it, you know, I used to let him live, which they says in the comic too. And I thought the way he does it in the comic where he just sets him on fire, walks away and shows no emotion was 
more accurate depiction of the man dying than going ape shit and cleaving this dude's face over and over again. So that was my biggest beef with the movie on rewatch. I was well, like, I don't like this. It's like, I don't know Zack Snyder personally, so I can't speak for Zack Snyder. But from what I've gleaned of his art, mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think, I don't want to say he's stupid, but I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think he's capable of understanding these things that he loves so much. Mm-hmm. Like he's really good at like interpreting Frank Miller's 300 because there's not a lot of complexity there. So of course you could fucking make a fucking action movie. Of that and It's the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Cause that's basically what Frank was doing. Basically he basically made a fucking action movie and that's fine. But like whenever he tried to do things like even like going to like man of steel and shit, where it's in Batman or Superman. Um, it's just like, he doesn't understand. Like he understands he understands like, anger. That's all he shows is anger. Like he, like he understands the superficial elements of the characters. But he yeah. doesn't understand anything past that. Mm-hmm. So like it makes everything feel off and wrong. And like, there is no point to these characters actions. Like that's yeah. the whole thing is like the thing that like the perfect, if, if I was ever going to, like, the thing I've actually pointed out before, I was like the perfect fucking version of, of uh, Rorschach for me is if you watch, um, Justice League Unlimited, when they brought in the question and they had Jeffrey Combs do his voice, that is perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, that is literally exactly the way I picture uh, Rorschach. I think that was definitely an influence if you watch the show and know that there are influences. Like, it's very, it's just like, there's no change in inflection. There's no, like, it's basically just like giving you facts. And yeah, like, it doesn't well, matter if he's I mean, telling you the weather or the fact that a young girl died at the hand of, you know, a 40 year old man. He just says it. He just. Exactly. Like, the only point in that movie, and the, and the only point in the book where he should show emotion is when he gets the fucking mask mm-hmm. ripped off. And that's the one time when I would have had him just, you have to have him just go completely ape shit. But they, they, they were so hell bent on making him cool and making him a badass. Yeah. They just completely fucking making him the tough guy he was the bruce willis of the movie yeah and he shouldn't have been because really like even though um like the comedian is reprehensible he's also charismatic so he should have been the guy who is like they also they also over pussified and over badassified night owl too i thought he should have been a little bit more um cool calm and collected not such a bumbling like oh, 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 oh okay let me help you with that oh oh you're into me? oh i don't know what's going on oh breaking legs breaking arms look at how cool i'm well, oh my god i'm so nervous i didn't that's i the thought they with, overdid the, it he should have had well you know because he should have had an arc he doesn't have an arc yeah like because that's the comic he has an arc basically it's like he starts off as basically like he's kind of happily retired he's like basically let himself become soft like he's not He's not Night Owl anymore. He's yeah. just a man. And then, like, as, like, the whole thing is, because, like, the whole, like, thing of him finally uh, having sex with uh, Night Owl, or, I'm sorry, sex with uh, Spectre. Although that'd be hot, too. <laughs> um, is, basically, that thing, like, that's kind of a major point in his arc where he's kind of finally, like, I'm this, I don't know how to make this not sound kind of crass, but, like, him getting hard there is kind of a, like a metaphor for the fact that he's finally kind of gotten hard internally again. Gotten so, you know, his he's ego back. Just, gotten his, his... Like he, yeah. He's back to being. He's back to being a hero. Yeah. And that thing is like they never really get that. Like he he kind of that's like, he really has no arc. That's 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 the, really the main, the main problem that movie in general is that really the only character who even kind of has an arc is comedian, and that's terrifying. Like because because even his is like it's so ham fisted that it doesn't even work. 
But um, cause, like that's my main. That's my like the the problem with that movie that pisses that pisses me off more than anything is the very like the little epilogue where like they add in that bit where like it's um old Silk Spectre, young Silk Spectre, and Night Owl, and like basically they imply her being like I'm cool with being a product of rape. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like. I literally started beating my head into the back of my fucking seat. Like, that's my brother. I was like, I need to be unconscious, dude. I can't handle this. I was like, this is literally, like, I'm, I'm upset. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm pissed. Like, I can't. Like, this is not. You've literally, like, pissed on what Alan Moore created. And that's me that's worse than pissing on the Bible. Like, that's, yeah. that, that's the level of desecration that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Um, because that's the whole thing. It's like the, the nature of Watchmen thing that's like, and you're talking about the whole mixed superhero super thing is oh, yeah. um i, I once heard to get to that i forgot it was once i heard like a scholar to it with watchman where he just like um it's basically not really about superheroes it's about heroes in general and the idea of you putting your life in somebody else's hands because you should never ever do that mm-hmm. like and that's the thing like that's what that book was about and that's not what that movie was about yeah like the book was about that the movie was about a superhero team like yes. that's, and that's it was, and that's why I fucking can't stand it because it's just like it it's it's entertaining and I can sit and watch it, but like it's not Watchmen. Like, it's not Watchmen. Like, it's yeah, me. yeah, I get that. I definitely I forgot about that scene actually. Now that you mention it, because that is kind of fucked up. I but... will never, I will never ever forget that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I completely forgot what we were going to talk about. But real quick question: Do you think there's any? Has it ever happened? Slash, could I come up with a new villain? who has a ray that turns superheroes gay and makes them envision having sex with themselves because i think those would be some pretty cool panels to have drawn out like batman just getting it on capes of flowing but with himself you know i mean enjoy the glad like protest against you (laughs) i'm just no no i'm just saying like wonder woman using the lasso of truth bondaging up herself like that'd be that'd be nice you know what i'm saying like, I mean, whatever floats your boat. You know what? The the flash sex panel could literally just be one panel and just blurred lines, and then they're both just laying there. Like, un, like <laughs> they're both, like, you know, like, crouched over uncomfortably. Like, I can't move because that was so instantly amazing. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> it does make me wonder what, like, because, um, I mean, they're not, they're not in the comic together, but, like, what, like, Jesse Quick and, like, Wally West's sex life would be like. Uh, that would be oh, let's draw it i actually i saw a, a, a bin of adult rated comics and i was like okay what's in here probably um the, the sex detectives or whatever it's called and some other stuff no man stray boobies on the cover naked ladies all over the covers dudes with these big old dongs right on the covers i was like oh this shit's real we could make one patrick let's do There's it times like because like i remember when i when like um again i think i talked about this before but it's like the chicken and the egg argument where like uh when uh, my first uh, ex-girlfriend saw Mallrats for the first time, and she was like, she was like, Jesus Christ, that Brody guy is fucking you. And I was just like, that was a chicken and the egg argument, though. I'm like, would I have been like that if I hadn't seen Mallrats when I was like 12 and it kind of was so important? I don't know. But like, there's times when I talk to you where I feel like TS and you're Brody. <laughs> like, this is one of those times. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that I think that would be, because there's been plenty of mental like illusions and desecrations of people's minds in comics why not make them fuck themselves i think it would be cool i mean i feel like you would have to probably use like dr destiny for that but whatever which is he dc or marvel because i'm mostly focused on dc right now okay i'm in sold i think i could make it happen in a very sexy way and then they start fighting each other and it would be great 
Whatever makes you happy, buddy. <laughs> so before we get into the button, because I'm still not even done talking about Watchmen, but we've already we're gonna cut it right there. The okay. next thing we were talking about was uh, what makes a superhero super. This is for for people at work. It's literally superpowers, which I get. I'm not, you know, they watch the movies. They don't. Not all of them read the comics. Some of them do, but not all of them read the comics. So I get that. But then I have issues with them saying Iron Man's a superhero and not calling Batman a superhero. I'm like, you you can't have your cake and eat it too. All right, exactly. if you're gonna make these rules, live by them. So me and Tommy got into it. I I conceded to saying fine i'll say batman under your guys is not a superhero we're also going to talk about who else we should take out so he started removing or i should say we started removing all of the uh uh street level type people so i was like you know uh iron man of course done uh hawkeye okay sure out ant-man okay sure out i still hold the scott lang's kind of weak sauce and i wish they had done hank pym but for timeline's sake cool do your thing i like them both for different reasons yeah, so we, we start going through all these different lists, and, and we start naming all these people. Hulk, we, we said no. We said not a superhero because he's he's a monster. He's not a, he, he will kill whatever pisses him off. So we went with that, and then we start, I was like, there's stories where he can control himself. There's ones where he can't, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Um, what was There was one big one. Oh, I obviously said Daredevil. He said, I don't know. I said, no, he's a goddamn superhero. So He has superpowers. Yeah, yeah. So he and, and he's like, oh, okay, so he can just what? You know, like hear the stuff around him. I'm like, no, it's not just... We've been over the Daredevil thing plenty of times. So uh, anyways, we go through the list. We start taking people out, and he's got issues with this, this, and the other. Dr. Manhattan, not really a superhero. Under, under Yeah, he has superpowers, but his intent is totally nebulous he just does whatever he thinks is normal for the situation he lets it play out so what makes a superhero super to you well no i mean to me the only thing, like that the thing that makes like a like a superhero i don't know it's like the whole super thing is like to me it's fucking irrelevant like because well, to me they kept calling superman corny and i was like of course he's corny he's the very first superhero that's the point <laughs> um but well, and also depending on you read, um, but um, because if you read like Superman Earth One, I don't think you would say the same thing. But um, Fair, and I have it. But and I'm no, going to read it. I'm just caught up in my other stuff I'm, now. I'm just saying. Um, but no, like to me, like it's it's not only the super that's fucking important; it's the fucking hero that's fucking important. Like the thing is, like the thing that makes Batman a hero is the fact, like the the thing I pointed to is like in year one, um, one of my favorite moments in the history of Batman comics in general is um in year one when he in bruce wayne form he's not even fucking he's not wearing the suit anything he got nothing yet. he he jumps off the like the fucking bridge without a moment's thought to fucking save jim gordon's baby jim gordon jr like and he doesn't know he's not going to die but he's going to do everything he can to try to save this baby like and that to me is what makes him a hero like because it's like yeah, I mean, it's like the whole thing with like Superman. It's like the whole reason that Superman is a hero is not because of the shit he can do. It's because of who he is inside. Like it's like it's like Clark Kent is who he is. Superman's what he can do. Like to me, the, the super part is whatever. Like the super part is window dressing. That's, that, yeah, that's the exact opposite of their uh, of feelings at work. I, of everyone's feelings at work. That's because people are fucking like they don't. People. That's okay. People like me who have grown up like reading this and actually giving it thought and like never like grew out of it for like so to speak mm -hmm. um 
because they actually understand like what's really there. Um, there's like a different school of thought than people that just fucking go to the multiplex, mm-hmm. and it's like fucking like to 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 people right now. Iron Man and Captain America are no different than like the Terminator and Rambo. Like it's like it's the same fucking thing, and eventually yeah. they'll fucking move on to the next thing and whatever. Like that's why I don't take these. Like that's like these arguments I wouldn't even have. I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, no, we whatever. we like so the the one that happened recently we got real big on was uh we were fucking talking about so Chris Sanchez at work love the guy but he's an asshole we were talking about he's going off about how bad batman's suit looks in bvs which i disagree i think the the suit looked awesome but uh basically the um it's the fucking dirty return suit yeah 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 exactly so i was telling him the inspiration i actually brought all this up and his big thing he was going on about he was like because he loves fucking Marvel. He's like, I hate DC. I don't even let, watch their stuff. I'm like, well, then how do you hate their stuff if you don't watch it yeah. or read it or pay it? Like, how do you hate it? But that's neither here nor there. So his big thing was like with Batman, you can see his thing was like, you, it looks silly. You can see every muscle. You can see all the veins in his body. That's not going to protect him. I was like, all right. So your issue is that it looks too body, like too realistic. Sure. Now let's start there. A. Batman doesn't need protection. People need protection from Batman. All right, let's get one thing straight. Without the the Iron Man without this without Tony Stark in the suit, that suit can still do everything Iron Man does. Batman's suit without him is nothing. Like he is Bruce Wayne is everything. So first off, he doesn't need the protection. Second off, well, he looks, does. I mean, that thing is, like, he, if you read okay. the comics, I mean, like, it, it's, it is, like, carbon fiber and all that. I mean, of like, course. Of it basically, course. like, it's it's not, like, the most, like, it's not obviously as, like, hardcore as, like, I don't know. I'm kidding. Like, somebody who's, like, like well, I mean, even, like, his fucking armor that he had in, like, Batman, or in, like, um, Dead Knight Returns. But, well, like, his normal Superman, suit, yeah. it's still fucking, I mean, it's still it's, it's armor. High grade. It's still protective. It's high grade. Yeah. But I think the argument still stands that Batman is capable. So don't worry about that. Don't look into the fact that it's thin. B... This was direct inspiration from one of the top five greatest graphic novels of all, or comics of all time. I hate using the term graphic novels. I'm trying to drop it out of my vocabulary. I think it's silly. It's just well, there's different, there's different things. Like graphic novels, like The Killing Joke is a graphic novel. Like okay. it, it was created as a, a like, single, like long. Yes. 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 Uh, and then like Dark Knight Returns is a trade paperback of comics. is a collection of issues. Yeah. Yes. Just like Watchmen. Watchmen's so, a comic, and people yes. keep calling it a graphic novel. So, anyways. So, so B, it's got, or two, or I don't remember the way I was doing this. It's a relatively direct representation of what they're going for there. So respect the source material, if anything. Just shut up. And C, it's a fucking movie slash comic created superhero. Don't, why is this enough to anger you slash me to defend it this hard that it matters that you can see the dude's muscles? Like, are you kidding me? That's your basis for not liking something? Are you fucking insane? Well, and I mean, they they even fucking basically um, covered it. If you watch like fucking um, like Tim Burton's Batman, yeah. where it's like clearly the, the 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 muscles are part of the armor. Like when he yeah. takes it off, he's not that guy. Yeah. So like, I don't even understand that argument. Where it's just yeah. like you can see his muscles. I'm like, yes. It's but supposed it's to not be part actually... of the fear factor. Like the when you see him nothing but terror is supposed to be instilled in you like holy shit it's all like shadowy black with the points and you can barely see his eyes and it's this big like rippling dude about to kick your ass oh no what's gonna happen it's not like oh okay that's a nice suit you look really nice and tailored that's fit well i like that material oh shit you're kicking my ass like no that's not what he's going for at all 
dude's not a fashion icon. He could be. I'm not saying he couldn't (laughs) be. But he's (gasps) new comic book idea: Batman Runway. Dude creates a clothing line. Bruce Wayne creates a clothing line that's also got like special things in it, so that people on the street, when they're about to get mugged, suit helps to protect them. What? What? Batman fashion show. Fashion show. Oh Christ! I'm just (laughs) saying visionary over here that's all i'm saying sure of course yes oh man okay i need, I don't have my notebook or i'd write that down uh, <laughs> why was i bringing that up oh oh what makes your superhero super yeah um we just were going on and on i just wanted i i knew what you were going to say but i just really wanted to hear you say it because we've talked about it before because yeah. there's people like yeah. there's people like wolverine where it can get kind of dicey at times whether he's a hero or not because he gets uh a little intense and you're like holy shit man bring it back and the only reason he's helping is there's usually incentive for him him to help usually well no i mean basically the incentive for him to like be a hero is how terrible he once was like okay yeah that's his entire point. life is basically like him trying to make up and basically make penance for what he had done in the past mm-hmm. that's like well the the reason i kind of relate to that character and always will is actually the thing that chris claremont once said about him uh where he's like Logan is a character who everybody around him like he's he's basically just like I'm I'm just one step away like it's like like one day I'll be there like I'll be that guy and everyone around him is like it's like Logan you are that guy like you you've you've made it you your steps are complete you're that guy and he's like no I'm one step away yeah. and that's the thing that's what makes him fucking interesting is because he's a guy who doesn't think like he's not like because I think because I mean like even though they kind of in the last couple of years like gave you like kind of the self doubt of Cyclops basically had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, like for a long time, he was kind of the confident leader of the X-Men and like most of those characters are very kind of like they're secure in knowing that they're good people fighting the good fight. And the reason that Wolverine always interested me is that he's not, that he's a guy who for all intents and purposes was like us an awful human being, but he's lived so long that he's basically spent, half his life doing horrible things and the other half trying to make up for those horrible mm-hmm. things. And he probably already has, like if you balance the sums, he probably already has, he's probably mm-hmm. saved way more people than he ever could have possibly killed. But it's just like a matter of like, once you have those stains on your soul, like you, you, you don't get rid of them. And that's yeah. interesting. Like that's, that's why I think it's funny. Like in, um, uh, Avengers, the whole thing with black widow where she's just like, I got read in my ledger. I want to get rid of it. I'm like, when Loki, when Loki then asked immediately after, like that was my feeling too, where she, he's like, but can you wipe away that much red? Yeah. And like, that's my thing is it's like, once you've. Oh yeah. She was an assassin, right? Thing. Yeah. Well, okay. she was, yeah. I mean, she's a lot of things. Um, but yeah, like Sexy. that's my whole thing is like, once Curvaceous. you. <laughs> Voluptuous. <What? laughs> so, um, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> once you've like, Bodacious. done really horrible things like how do you like what do you do then like what that that kind of determines whether or not you're a hero or a good person whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it like that's it's how you deal with what you've done wrong everybody has done wrong i mean christ that's in the fucking bible where it's like we're all fucking sinners mm-hmm. it's a matter of like how you deal with that you're talking like, about watchmen you... right the bible <laughs> i do hold watchmen like i <laughs> My exact, like, that night, I ended up writing, I think it was for, like, fucking MySpace at the time. Um, nice. Shouts writing, on MySpace. <laughs> writing a fucking uh, post 
like this really like a basically an essay mm-hmm. of basically and like one of the things I talked about after I saw Watchmen is I was like that I hold Watchmen in more reverence than I hold the Bible and I was raised Catholic. So that should fucking tell you something. Patrick went out, bought every copy of Watchmen and burned it in a public square. Down with Zack Snyder! If anything, I would just basically... It's it's not even a matter of, like, I'm not, like, those kind of Christians. I would try to educate Like It's like, if you liked this movie for whatever reason, I don't know why, or if you didn't like this movie... And actually, one of my favorite credits ever in any movie ever was uh, there's a movie called The Lost. It's based on a Jack Ketchum book, where in the credits it says, like, if you like this movie, read the book. If you didn't like this movie, read the book. And like that's my that's my thing. Is it's like if you like this thing that's based on something else, yeah. watch the original thing. If you don't like this thing that's based on something else, watch the original thing. Like it'll make get you either... all of the input, and then that way you can have an actual opinion. Yeah. Like who knows? You might like that's... it more afterwards, or you might just love the book a la this so much that the movie's irrelevant anymore, and you have the actual representation that you want. Exactly. That's why like, I'm like, I will never, like, the Watchmen movie, I will never point to you as, like, Watchmen. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you enjoyed it, that's fine. That's cool. Like, I know you enjoy it. I know Cardinal yeah. enjoys yeah. it. Like, We're both big that's, supporters. That's fine. I'm just like, I, it's not, it's not Watchmen to me. So, like, I, I mean, like, I'll, if, if somebody wants to put it on, I won't argue with them. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would never make that choice of, like, Oh hey, let's watch something. I'm never going to suggest Watchmen ever. <laughs> yeah, good call, good call. All right, so let's get into the button, the dopest crossover ever. Okay, maybe that's exaggerating. That's so, really far. So in in the first, I just read this, so I've got it really fresh up here in DC Universe Rebirth, complete issue, just the long issue. Well, no, I have the button. The buttons like fresh in my head. That just happened like a month or two ago. Yeah, like but the, this is the, the, the special from from fucking last year. Yes. So you need fucking like. So you're gonna work through this with me. So there's a lot of things in that. Um, mostly the entire first chapter is just Wally West and him trying to find someone to pull him out of the Speed Force. They keep calling it. What do they call it? Your um, uh, shit. There's a terminology like your anchor, but it's not anchor. It's um, oh god. Because when Jay Garrick comes back in the button crossover, they say it again there. If I'm not his blank, then who is? And Because he's gone instantly. He doesn't stick around like Wally does, even though Barry Allen tries. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Um, I might have to just pull keep, it up. Just keep going. Just Anyways, yeah. it's Wally West trying to find this person that will uh, tether him to bring him back into reality. And this Wally West is from Flashpoint, the one that's that's running all around no no, no. the oh, wally no, west is New no 52? that's wally west no no before oh. that like that's like wally west was a character that existed like wally west was the flash for my childhood yes yeah because barry allen died um infinite in christian christian infinite earths yeah. in the eight i think it was 83 it was like the year i was born so like my yeah. whole life wally west was the flash yes okay. and then and then they did like uh infinite crisis and then they did uh what's the once they did new 52 where they basically fucked up continuity beyond all repair. Yeah. Wally West was gone, and then when they brought back, they brought back a different Wally West, where it was um, basically it was ostensibly the one from the show, just not Joe's son, but like whatever. Yeah. Um. But then the, the thing is, in that Reaver special, they actually brought back the original Wally That's West. That's Wally West from the last twenty years. Basically, they kind of like pulled him from the timeline from like Teen Titans era. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, what what I, my understanding of reading that issue was because they keep referencing it. New 52, they're throwing out the window. 
Not completely, because I mean that's the thing. Like it's not it's not a matter of like it's every it's every time it's DC it. does that whole well the, 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 every time DC does a fucking reboot, which is often. Don't get yes. me wrong. Yes. But um, they basically just kind of cherry pick. Like they kind of like take the things that worked and take it with them, and then kind of push things aside that didn't. Yeah. But like I wouldn't say the new Fifty Two Batman run is ever going to not have happened. Like that's Scott Snyder's run, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, so that'll be right. There's definitely right things I think that are going to stick. It's just a matter of like, there's also things they know didn't work. And they and reference the main it. Thing, They're like, oh, time was taken from us and all this shit. Like, that was yeah. made from somebody, some otherworldly source. So, anyways, yeah. Wally West is running through time trying to find a person. He end up, he eventually does, and it's Barry Allen who brings him into. So now Barry Allen and Wally West exist in the current DC universe together, best friends forever, trying to solve this stuff. Cool. But there was, like, a girl in an asylum who could remember all these different universes, and it showed her. She's smiling in, like, the interrogation room. It shows I've, a ring. Who is that? It might have been Trinity. I can't remember, dude. Okay. Like, Trinity was a character in New 52 that I had, like, kind of... And then, like, um, I mean, the character that... There was, there was one character they've actually used since, like, recently, that could remember pre-crisis continuity, mm-hmm. um, post-crisis, and that was Psycho Pirate. And they've Which, actually used him recently. Yep. So in that's in the button. So we'll keep going yes. off rebirth. So in the rebirth issue, so she's there. There's an old man in a like a like it's it's I can't tell if it's an insane asylum or just an old man's home, like a, a nursing home or what. But he keeps referencing because Wally West shows up at his place and he doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, refer- Thunderbolt Kid or Thunder Johnny Thunder. Johnny Thunder. Um, he keeps like calling for him and shit, um, and he ends up at the end of the button crossover being one of the people that Jay Garrick shows up to, uh, and asks to hold him as well, so or tether him or anchor him or whatever. So that was I didn't understand, and then it shows like Wally West running past like Superman's death. It shows Superman on two two different Supermans. I didn't get that either. I was lost. Because that's that that was the main thing that Nubity Two like that was the one thing that didn't fucking work at all. Is they I think they really fucking thought that Man of Steel was going to set the fucking world on fire. And it did. And so they were like, okay, so basically Superman now is going to be that Superman. Like, he's a fucking alien, and, like, none of his other shit's going to matter. It's like, we're basically going to focus on, like, the alien aspect and, like, first contact and all that bullshit. And then they figured out that, like, people did not want that. That did not work. And that was the main thing. Like, the end of, um, because maybe Kevin and I talked about it, uh, it was in the start night episode of uh, Gifted Punksters, um, where they um, basically there's there was like three issues that came out the same day, where it was like Rebirth, um, Justice League fifty, I think, and um, it was like Superman fifty or fifty one, something like that. Where basically like the kind of the thing it all kind of added up to was basically the new 52 Superman died and like the Superman from like the nineties, uh, came back and replaced him. So basically that was kind of them like kind of fixing what was broken, okay. but still kind of trying to move along with the new 52 kind of status quo. So I'm saying like right now what it is, is like, it's not like a full blown reboot. It's more as like, it's basically like, it's kind of like the new 52 car, was it running super well and things mm-hmm. need to be replaced mm-hmm. and they're just replacing those aspects and keeping the car running like oh. well so there so there's so so there was that the two supermans and they're like neither of you are who you think you are 
uh, the Superman's not dead, and you're also not, your family's, whatever. So that was confusing. Um, it shows Blue Beetle, and some guy shows up, I don't remember his name, Dr. Uh, the gold gold helmet with the gold cape. and. Dr. Dr. Fate, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate shows up, and he's like, whoa, 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 you're fucking with the Blue Beetle. Don't do that. It's not what you think it is. And you're like, I don't know the context. Well, I didn't. Many other people probably understood it more than I did. Uh, it goes, and then it shows this huge whole panel of, like, every superhero together mourning death slash celebrating each other that I also didn't understand that seemed like it had something to do with an event that I missed. I was going to say, in fairness, though, a lot of it you weren't really supposed to. Because basically it was... What Jeff John did was basically with Rebirth Special was basically lay out the new DC universe. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily like giving you a fucking roadmap. He was basically just giving you this, and it was up to other people to get there. Yeah. Like so, like there are still holes that aren't completely plugged yet. I mean, it was it was asking questions, but it was asking questions with the intention of answering them. Okay. Unlike like a, like a Damon Lindelof like story. So let me just yeah. say it was wonderful enough to make me want to start reading all the different Rebirth stories. So maybe eventually I'll get around to that because that was awesome. Uh, and then it ends in a saucy way. So Wally West shows up. He's looking for his tether. He thinks it's going to be his wife. Turns out to not be her. And he's like, "Um, oh, this is my last." last hope oh i see him and it sh- turns out it's barry allen so he finds him and shows up and barry allen's like oh my god wally how oh, could i ever forget you you're amazing come here and they hug each other it's super sweet super amazing everyone's happy and uh batman notices this like gleam and this like it, it's like a, it, it to me it looked like something fell but it also i had the impression that maybe he just saw the light shine off it or something it, irrelevant and he picks it off the wall and it's the comedian's button oh my god so that was exciting oh but even before that even before that oh was it in that that they showed the the three jokers i think it was right oh oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was it was it wasn't that issue that they announce it but they talked about it in that yeah yeah. yeah, like there hasn't been one joke there's been every joker has been a different so it shows in the panel it shows um like Zach, it's like scott snyder's like original yeah, yeah. Like original joker like fucking killing joke, killing joke joker and then scott and like snyder's. modern scott snyder's joker so yeah. it showed all them he's like how could this have happened there's two of them where's the third one he says or something like that and uh uh alfred's like what do you mean or maybe there's only two and he's like no no the chair said there was three of him and you're all yeah. that was so. the thing that you wouldn't understand because that was the whole thing is like um it's like the the thing that the, the meme that i've like shared before where it's like um after um your like, comic book movie comes out and your non-comic friends have questions it's batman sitting in metron's chair like i'm a god now yeah, yeah. like it's because there was this that was like the last just league story before um rebirth where um basically uh the just league all became um basically new gods for a while and basically for a while batman was metron so he had in that chair because he was metron he had all yeah. the knowledge of the universe and in that, he finds out about the whole three Jokers thing, and that's what basically drives him. Have they nuts. touched on that more since then? Uh, apparently, today or yesterday. Sorry, I haven't read it yet. Because um, Scott Snyder is writing the DC event this year, mm-hmm. uh, and the first issue came out, and apparently they do touch on it in that, but I haven't read it yet, so I couldn't tell you yet. So uh, I'm gonna read that because that's wonderful. Uh, at this year, when we go to Comic Con and stay in that hotel. Our entire day Sunday will just be going <laughs> up and down the elevator, waiting for him to get in as well. 
and hoping we that we... We follow each other on Twitter. I could probably just fucking send him a direct message. Yeah, just, 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 no, just send out an open tweet. Hey, Scott, are you staying at the same hotel? Because I am, and see what happens. Like, hey, maybe why don't we get a drink at like 4 a.m., some Cosmos, and he'll be like, that's a little gay, but sure, you're a fan. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. So, uh, yeah, so then the end, the button, yada, yada. Then a year, like you said, went by, and they start the button crossover between Flash and Batman, and it is Psycho Pirate's mask. Yeah, right? Psycho Pirate's mask interacts with, with the, the button. button. It's like a it's like yeah. a lightning bolt. Oh no, crazy! And Batman sees Flashpoint Thawne. Batman. Oh, oh no, yeah, he sees Thawne for yeah. It, yep. it brings Thawne back. Yeah, and then Thawne's about to kill Batman, beating the shit out of thing. him. Yeah, and, and then he ends up. Thawne grabs the God. button. Yeah, Thawne grabs the button, disappears immediately, comes back, burnt in half, and all he says is God dot 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 God dot 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 i saw god dead so badass because thawne has this whole like monologue there's lots of ties in like uh one of the walkthroughs i was talking about says they wrote this specifically in a nine panel grid as a reference to watchmen that's yeah that that issue was written in that yeah they they they, they, yeah they were trying to do the watchmen they talk about that that's cool um and he has this whole thing like i can't die i i live forever i choose to be alive and when to die yada yada and then he sees god and gets burnt in half and it was amazing um that that scene was was awesome and then batman sees his father thomas as batman as well from the flashpoint and you're like i don't know what's going on and 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 you know i'll just talk forever explaining it if you got anything to say on that first issue i'll let you go Oh no, no! I mean, like that scene is like the first issue is basically like it was the, yeah, it basically set up the Batman meat of the story, the flashpoint stuff. Yeah. So like, so yeah, because like that's the thing is like, it was something that I actually said to Kevin before because I didn't know what the fuck the button was gonna be other than like it's they were somehow gonna involve the button, but like then they showed the fucking covers and the covers had flashpoint Batman on them. Yeah. And I was just like, they're gonna have flashpoint Batman like meet up with Batman. I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna do like full blown like flashpoint like go back to that I'm like and they didn't go that far they definitely have to have yeah, you so to see thomas wayne meet bruce wayne and that's this really cool. is where it got trippy for me so issue number two of button also 21 of flash two greatest detectives in the world team up batman and flash to work together to figure out this whole button thing they've been studying it for i think they talk about it they've been studying it for like four months or something trying to figure it out it was when wally west showed up that's how flash gets uh becomes a part of the investigation and they jump on well, Flash says I'll take care of this because he he senses his it's his uh, uh, speed force that's on the button, right? And he's like, that doesn't make sense because Thawne uses his own f- speed force that you shouldn't be able to see me on here. So I'm involved somehow in the future. And uh, they go to what is that thing called? The treadmill. It's that's it's the fucking I think cosmic treadmill. I think is what cosmic it's treadmill. That'd have been cool if in the show they use the cosmic treadmill because they do build they in the training treadmill. Have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's similar, bit. but so and Batman just shows up in outer space instantly somehow because he's Batman. He's like, I'm coming with you after almost di- like two inches from death from Thawne just beating the shit out of him. So they start to travel through time and they end up they fall off the the. Treadmill breaks and they land in well, the time and cave. space. They, yeah, they yeah. go through time and space. Yeah, and they fall off though. It breaks and they're like, "Where are we? Where did we land?" It turns out they landed in Flashpoint, Batman's cave. Uh, 
Wonder Woman and Aquaman have reached an agreement, and that agreement is to kill Batman and get him out of the get him out of the picture because that's how badass Batman is. Even when it's not Bruce Wayne, Batman is such a force that a war that could destroy the Earth is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy's kind of messing with our plans. <laughs> Let's get this is crazy. Let's just take him out really quick and resume. So they decide to attack him, and it's a wonderful meeting of Batman, Batman, and the Flash. Thomas Batman's pissed at the Flash because it didn't actually, the, the world was supposed to dissolve, disappear, whatever, after he left because he fixed the timeline. It didn't, so he's really pissed, so he has like this moment of like he grabs the Flash and he's like about to punch him. Uh, and they talk, it's cool, and then he be, he rebuilds the, oh no, 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 the fight, I wish it had been a longer fight scene where both Batmans are beating the shit out of the warriors from Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. Like two Batman. Oh, I think Thomas's Thomas Wayne's Batman looks really badass. And obviously, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's a really cool costume. There's yeah. even a good moment where Thomas Wayne pulls the gun out because he's gonna shoot him as they come in, and Batman throws his batarang at it. Like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not how we do it. I don't care how you do it. That's not how this is going down. Um, and then he's got like a really cheesy line. It's like just straight fist. Then good enough for me. And he, they just start punching people out. But they just so. This was where I, I'm excited to show Tommy. Uh, this ties into the, the very first thing we were talking about where Tommy couldn't understand the fact that it was a singular timeline for Watchmen and Dr. Manhattan was, was okay with it that way. He, he kept it that way. Was that it shows... So they talk about that universe being on life support. I think that's the terminology they used. Um, someone's keeping this universe alive and we don't know why. That's the big overall running thing. Thawne saw God... Uh, Wally West is saying that someone's messing with universes, and now when they show up there, they're talking. Batman's like, "Why are we still here?" And all of a sudden, everything starts to dissolve. the The universe starts to collapse. They get whatever is holding it alive. For some reason, at this point in time, decides you're done here. Um, and Batman and Thomas. So this is. I want to know if you think they're going to do it or not. I'm sure I know your answer. Thomas Wayne says to Batman, they're all about to get on the treadmill because Batman wants to take his dad with him back to his normal universe. And Thomas says to him, this whole really, really nice, sweet monologue, but basically the the overall theory is, stop being Batman, find happiness, let Batman die with me, he says, and he turns and runs into the disappearance. Like, he runs in as if he's going to fight a a dissolving universe, which, again, kind of corny, but super super emotional ending to that like very very small reunion do well, you also think true to like that character is oh, kind yeah. of like the thing i had said with um the thing i said about punisher before is um the reason like punisher is what he is and like whatever is like because literally like it's like there's like that thing he said more than once where it's like frank castle is dead like he died yeah. with his family thomas wayne like, like, is totally cool with nothing going on as long as he knows he avenged his family in some way what's well, the thing is like the whole reason the punisher does what he does like because the thing is like he's definitely killed the people that killed his family he's killed the people who ordered the hit he's killed the people above those people he's killed everyone yeah. that could have anything to do with killing his family but he keeps doing it in because he just like one day either i'm gonna kill all of them or they're gonna kill me and i'm cool either way yeah and that's the thing it's like that that thomas wayne batman is basically that guy we're basically just like he is at a point where basically when he lost his son he also lost his wife he doesn't he's doing this 
basically to punish criminals. He doesn't really give a shit about like truth and justice. Like he's mm-hmm. just like he's Batman to punish criminals. Yeah. That's what separates Bruce Wayne Batman from Thomas Wayne Batman. Like Bruce Wayne is a kid, a little kid who watched both his parents die yeah. in an alley and he and won't let it happen moment, ever again. Exactly. He just he did determine never again. And Thomas Wayne is a guy who lost his wife essentially and lost his son eternally mm. in an alley and in that moment just oh yeah for those who don't know his everyone. wife turned into the joker in that universe because yeah. she went she went crazy in a different way uh yeah and then he beats the shit out of the uh, out of the gunman to death beats him straight to death um yeah that's the thing like he just a guy who wants to punish that thing he doesn't care about his life his life yeah. is is forfeit and meaningless so he cares about just hurting people and yeah. like hurting people that hurt him which to him is just criminals. And then another thing that I forgot to touch on, this was in um, the Batman issue, the first, not the second issue we're talking about, the first issue. Batman still has, I liked that they did this, still has the note from Thomas Wayne of from course. Flashpoint that says, I love you, son, or something like that. Oh, and yeah, the letter, yeah. And Eobard Thawne rips it up like an asshole. Rips it up. And yeah. that that moment, I was, I am... I might just start reading all things Flash just because I'm so interested in the reverse Flash. He sounds way cooler than I ever gave him credit for. So... Well, not cooler in a good um, way. Cooler in an interesting way. Cooler in a like, fuck you, man. I gotta know more about you. The best, the best uh, for me at least, the, the best uh, Thawne stuff is uh, what Jeff Johns wrote him. Um, like basically, when Jeff Johns reestablished the Flash origin, basically changed it to fit his own means. Mm-hmm. Uh, he included Thawne in that, and that's what you've obviously seen on the Flash show and everything. That's the origin now. And uh, also in Flashpoint, like yeah. so, the like Thawne Jeff Johns knows how to use that character. The Thawn that came back in in the button is the one from all from the Flashpoint and all that, and he has all the memories. He didn't lose anything. He just yeah. comes back alive when the button and the pirate's mask uh, get their little their little electricity on, and he rips up that note. So, with that being said, I read an article that said they would actually really enjoy a Batman story where he does put the cowl down. Like, so he had this note that he lived with for years from the Flashpoint that says, I love you from your father, this this letter. Then he actually gets to meet his father and what would happen if things were flipped in the other universe. And his dad is nothing but, like, super appreciative that he's alive and that he's grown up and he's doing this. But he's like, please, stop being Batman. If there's one thing I could I could wish from you is that you will put down the cowl and you will and you will just live your life as a billionaire so you do whatever you want live your life happy so they wrote they would love absolutely love that after the button's over like after the sorry um doomsday clock is over him actually putting away his cape i don't know if they would do like a dark knight returns thing in the future and bring him back in a coy but do you think that would be cool did would you like to see that i mean because it's not true to the character as you explain him well did you read um this is that happened after Endgame, like the end of Scott Center's run. No, no, I haven't read any of that. Now I because basically the whole thing is basically like um, where since Bruce and Joker basically Batman and Joker basically killed themselves next to what was essentially a Lazarus pit. Yeah. Um, neither of them actually died. They just basically had their minds essentially rebooted. Like they their their bodies were fine. Like they their bodies healed and their brains healed, but they weren't them anymore. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is basically by the end of the book is basically because the whole thing is like there's a big part of it where basically like people are trying to like get Bruce to be Batman again and 
he's literally just like, I, I never was Batman. Like, it's like, this me? I've never been that guy. He's like, this is a different person. Like, you don't understand. Like, I don't know how to be Batman. And basically, that's the thing, is like, by the end of the story, he does end up basically putting himself in a position where he is Batman again. Because that's the thing. It's like, there's like, um, the perfect, I think the perfect summation of that character is um, in um, Dark Knight, when he's reading uh, Rachel's letter in the and movie? she's like, yeah, okay. where she's like, I'm not saying there won't be a, and this is a paraphrase. I'm like, I'm not saying there won't be a time when Gotham doesn't need Batman, but I don't think there'll ever be a time when you don't need Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing is like, in the end, like no matter what he, that that's who he is. Like he is a character that is driven beyond. Like, that's basically if, if he had a superpower, that'd be his superpower mm-hmm. is he is a level of drive that trumps everybody in the Justice League, in the DC Universe, in the Marvel Universe, in everything. Like, mm-hmm. his drive is more than superhuman. It's, like, omega-human. It's omni-human. It's, like, it's it's beyond anything ever. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Is like, in the end, even though, like, they, they just currently, like, the last issue of uh, Batman ended with him uh, proposing to Selina. Um, he takes off the mask and proposes to Catwoman. And, uh, Wait, I thought he and, was... Uh, Nope, that was just the baby was born from Ra's al Ghul's daughter, and that's where oh, Damien yeah, no. is, but that was never yeah, no, a they, relationship. Yeah, yeah no, they, they just fucked. Um, that's hot, that's hot. I'm gonna make them yeah. bang themselves with my gay gun. <laughs> but no, like, that's the thing, is like, even... My gays are Ray. <laughs> even <laughs> if, like, he... He, I think on some level he might My think... My H-bomb, that, and it stands yeah, for homosexual bomb. I gotta get these uh, ideas out so they're on record. Um, the whole thing is like basically, even if he thinks that's what he wants, he won't. He he can't. Like he literally, his he can't himself. Like it's like even if he wanted to, even if he got to the point where basically like, because basically that's where they kind of led in terms of um, like between Batman Incorporated and um, like recently like Detective Comics, basically like Batman's kind of like team. Um, where it's like, even if he got to a point where he basically didn't have to, but he had everything covered, he would still be Batman because he needs to be Batman. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole thing of like Scott Snyder wrote um, when they did, they, they did like when, um, cause basically when they uh, hit Detective Comics number 37 again, when they did New 52, where they did the new numbering, they did an issue where basically it was like a big anniversary issue. So like a bunch of different writers writing stuff. And Scott Snyder's story in it was basically um, in the future. And Batman had basically like, continuously cloned himself mm-hmm. where basically like every time one got to a point when they couldn't be Batman anymore, the next clone wake up and it would basically just be like this endless thing because that's the thing is like in the end, it's like the whole thing of, um, if you watch just like limited again, like epilogue, the whole thing with Batman beyond was basically, that was, uh, not even Bruce realizing it, but it was Amanda Waller realizing that there's always going to be a need for a Batman. Like no matter what you do, there will always be a need for Batman because that needs to exist yeah. for the people and for just the sake of balance of the universe. So like to answer your question, I don't think, I think he can try and I think he might try, but I don't think he'll stay because of Christ, he fucking had his back destroyed and he still fucking came back. Like he literally crawled his way through time to fucking come back and be Batman again. Like he's a guy who's not going to stop being Batman, even though, 
like I think his dad, or at least his alternate universe dad, mm-hmm. uh, requesting like it definitely I'm sure will give him kind of pause and definitely make him think that he wants something else. But I don't think he'll actually end up ever not being Batman because you just that's that's that character. I've been trying to think of a way to work lesbian into a weapon, and I'm having a lot of trouble. Anyway, and also nothing. the whole thing is um, the thing the character that. Um, Scott Snyder's been using um, since uh, fuck I, I, I can't remember at one point but he at one, at one point introduced the character of Duke Thomas who's been um, like basically Batman's kind of sidekick slash partner and they haven't they announced today that like Scott Snyder was just like this is thing I was going to do in All-Star Batman but once I started doing this event I realized it belonged more in here he's like very soon you will find out what Bruce, what Duke's role was meant to be, mm-hmm. and I was like, I would not be surprised if Duke is Batman training his replacement after this. Oh, and basically, he's trying to walk away, mm-hmm. but it's like the fucking Godfather. We're just like every time he thinks he's out, they're gonna pull him back in because he just he has to be. He, that's, yeah. he has to be. He can't not be. <sighs> I'll come back to this whole idea later. I'll think of a clever term. But so, mo- hey man, this is important. Les. No, got nothing. I'm going to have something good. So, uh, issue three, which was Batman 22, shows them running through time chasing Thawne. That was, yes, that was issue three. So, I think. Yeah? Yeah. They're chasing Thawne, and Thawne has this wonderful thing where he's like, you can't beat me, Barry. You got nothing. You may kill me. I'm come. Well, he can't, Barry himself can't kill him, but I may die, but you can't. You know, I'll be back. I'm too much better than you. And then he says something, just like always, Barry, you're too, or just like always, Flash, you're too late. And then this is the first time it actually shows you the godly figure. In in a way, it's more like um like a shroud, like a ghostly haze. It doesn't really show you anything. And then just a blue light, and he obviously gets, you know, he's dead. He he's like holding the button, and he says, "I've I've never felt a power like this. It's intriguing." Um, something, something. I, I really have to see you, and then immediately turns to no. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I don't want to die. Boom, gets hit with it, and he ends up back in time in the Batcave, and that's when they finally catch up to the real time. They fall off the uh the treadmill again, and they're in his Batcave, and Thawne is dead there, and they don't quite understand what the hell was going on, and the button's gone. The button's gone at this point. It never came back with Thawne. It stayed where it was. Uh, and then in the last issue, I'm, tr- I'm messing up the issues in my head, but in the very last, at the end of the last issue, he it shows, it finally shows Dr. Manhattan. Like, before that, you could claim anything you wanted. You could claim that it's just, like, coincidence, there's this other god, whatever. They show the blue hand, pick up the button, and they fucking quote him. They take direct quote from Watchmen. I can't remember the quote right now. I am going to pull it up just so that I don't mess anything up. Uh, but it, that, because up until that point, because I was reading all these articles from the first two, from uh, Batman 21, Flash 21, and they were like, yes, the button does imply Watchmen, but, but to be fair, it could be anything. And this, like, nail in the coffin. Nail in the goddamn coffin. Here, I'm going to pull it up. You talk for a minute. I'm going to find this. I mean, that's the thing, is, like, I never didn't think that it was going to be um, anyone, but as soon as, like, they said, like, the whole, like, um, 
basically where he like he saw God. I never didn't think it was gonna be fucking Doctor Manhattan. Like that was like, like for like the second they had. I mean, the, Christ. That's, I mean, that's the thing. Is like I've said it before, oh. and I will say it again. Like. We Go missed ahead. the Jay Garrick stuff is all. Like, I'm scrolling through, and there's Jay Garrick. He's the one. So they fall after uh, Thawne sees God and dies. They're not behind him anymore, and they don't understand what the hell's going on. They're falling off, and if they get lost in the Speed Force, they're gone forever, especially Batman because he doesn't have the super speed to fight his way out. Uh, and someone grabs a hold of them and saves them. Motherfucking Jay Garrick with that ballin'-ass helmet shows up, and he's the one who brings them back, and he's like, remember me, Flash, I'm your friend. And Flash is like, I don't understand who you are. And he disappears, and unfortunately, unlike Wally West, doesn't get saved. Oh, and they say it right here, hold on. The lightning rod. That's what I couldn't, when I was saying anchor, lightning rod. Shit, I feel like such a scrub. Um, So they weren't the lightning rod for Jay Garrett, but that implies I wasn't the one he needed. That implies he might be back. Like soon. Oh no, he's yeah. I guarantee you, they're bringing back the JSA. Like, yeah. um, I mean, that's the one thing is like, well, that was a weird thing. Like when they fucking like, I don't remember if they didn't bring back the JSA at all. But I know the, the main thing I remember is they fucking like, this is like a mini rant, but like they gayified uh, Alan Scott, which really pissed me off. Not because of like gayness. gay characters, yeah. Because like again, like my some two of my favorite characters ever are Wicked and Hulkling from Young Avengers. And, like, I thought they used Northstar really well um, in uh, Matt Fraction's X-Men run. Like, um, I'm just getting down with the Shatterstar or Richter stuff in X-Factor, but it's fine. Like, the, the, But, like, the fact that they, like, they took a character who never, like, there was never even any kind of, like, suggestion. Like, even Christ, he has, like, he has a child, a jade. Like, it's like, it's it was always, I mean, he was clearly a straight man. And then they were just like, well, we want to fucking get some fucking eyes on this. So, like, let's fucking just make him gay. And it's like, why? Just create a gay character. Like, why do you yeah. have to, like, make a character gay? Like, what was the point? Just create a new character. Are you that fucking empty with ideas? You just need to fucking gayify a character that's already existed for longer than you've been alive? Like, I just, the logic of that just baffles oh, me. Oh, sorry. That's right. I just remembered right here. They also had to tie in a little more emotional pull when the bat when Thomas leaves Bruce uh, on the thing. Uh, Batman tells Thomas Wayne that he's a grandfather. You know, I've got a son, Damien. He's talking about. Yeah. So he's like, "Don't be Batman. Find happiness, please. You don't have to do this. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for your mother. Be a father for your son in a way I never could be for you. Let the Batman die with me." That's so. Oh, oh. And then they talk about what they said to each other in the bat cave um, when they fell down. He's whispering to him because he doesn't want to scare the bats. Oh, my goodness. That was, man, I missed a lot. I might just reread this again just because. Uh, oh, yeah. And Eobard Thawne's super cocky. Flash says a button. This is Thawne before he died. The time stream must have doubled back to this moment. Thawne, you have to stop. If you keep running, you'll die. You have no idea the things I've seen, Alan, the places I've been. I know who the power of the button belongs to, and they've never faced someone like me. Literally a second later, he is smoked by just completely gone. But uh, this was the final part that doubled back to the original, this all full circle to the beginning of the discussion that the reason why I want Tommy to read it. So obviously Dr. Manhattan's controlling these universe and these timelines, quote-unquote, and I'm, I am quoting, unquoting timelines because I at this point I'm separating the universes and no longer them considering them the same universe, even though within Flash is like, cause when he goes back to Flashpoint, the reason he realized it was different was because he could feel the vibrations 
and uh, the vibrations of the planet, universe, whatever, and he's like, this isn't my home. In this story, in the button, when they end up in that place, he's like, no, this is our universe. What's going on? Which is fucking weird. But anyways, the, the thing that brings it all back is it shows the button, Dr. Manhattan's hand comes down and picks it up, and the exact quote that it says is, why does my perception of time distress you? Everything is preordained, even my responses. We are all puppets, Lori. I'm just a puppet who can see the strings. So I want Tommy to read this and be like, look, different timelines. Dr. Manhattan still fucking knows and he still lets it play out. Like, I want to just take this and just right into his face and be like, you read this and you pay attention. Uh, But I need your help. So the epilogue of issue 22, it shows the button floating in outer space, which implies that Dr. Manhattan picked it up and just kind of tossed it. I don't, I don't know. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Oh, man. I lost a sneeze. Oh, it was so close. That hurt. Oh, my eyes are going to water. Oh, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, anyways, the button is floating in outer space. It close-ups. Like, it, it starts to zoom in. Black panel. Zoom in. Black panel. Zoom in. Black panel. Zoom in. Black panel. Zoom in. All you see is the red of the blood. Zoom in a little farther. All, then, uh, or I mean, sorry, black panel. Then it zooms out a little bit. And you see the red again, but it's like a different red. Like I mean, it's the same color, but a different spot. Zoom out a little farther. You start to see what it's going for. Zoom out a little farther, and it's Superman's chest. What? What? what what's... Not necessarily. I okay, mean... so that's what I needed help with. What? It zooms into the button to see the blood. Zooms out to see the red and yellow of his chest, not the red and yellow of the button. But again, now you go could be superboy prime oh okay could okay be... yes so that's what uh, i don't understand that there was a thing that said hey in all reality superboy prime could be behind this entirely he could be like pretending to be dr manhattan in some way which still implies that he knows dr manhattan which will around. really piss me off if yeah that's the case. <laughs> yeah i don't think that's gonna be it that would be to suit which that article i read that brought that up so you're gonna explain to me superboy prime in two seconds but the article that brought that up was the article that said they shouldn't have ever even done this like yes this was a great crossover they even admitted this is one of the better crossovers of recent years and uh but it it does a disservice to Watchmen, and not so much a disservice to Watchmen. it does a disservice to alan moore again (laughs) so anyways hold on yes i know your thing i've heard your podcast we've talked about it so what if they have built up this button, shown Dr. Manhattan's want, uh, hand, used the artistic style as an homage to it, as a like minor cameo, and quoted it directly, and it turns out to not be Dr. Manhattan, what the fuck? So, so answer okay. both those questions. I definitely, I definitely think it will be Dr. Manhattan, but I mean, I do think that like it would not surprise me if Superboy Prime was involved. Basically, the whole thing with Superboy Prime try to explain this as quickly as humanly possible, is, okay, the reason the Kraysa and Infinite Earths happened, the original, um, event, really the original miniseries and the original, original event, uh-huh. um, was basically DC realized that they're like, we have way too much confusing shit going on. They're like, we have like Earth 1, we have Earth 2, we have Earth 3. Like, cause basically, it's like, cause, cause really for the longest time, whatever you wanted to do, if you wanted to do like, I think Kevin's this example on like uh, Danny Darko uh, commentary, he did, he did a, a co-commentary with um, with the director on the director's cut of Danny Darko, where he was trying to describe, because basically if you watch Danny Darko, it's very much like kind of a multiversal movie. Um, basically, his example, like, like, if you want to do a story where it's like Batman as a woman but has a dick. It's like, you can just do like, it's like, 
Earth 57, that, that, that exists. And that's the whole thing is like, so you have all this different shit and it all counts and it all matters, but it's incredibly confusing if you're just trying to like fucking be like, hey, I want to read Batman. So it's like what they did, what Marv Wolfman did with Crisis was took all of them and basically jammed them together. Um, and there was only four, four or five. I'll name them so I'll remember. Um, survivors of their um, alternate Earths that actually were kept. And those were um, Cal-L, not Cal-E-L, Cal-L, which was the Golden Age Superman and his wife, the Golden Age Lois Lane, uh, Superboy Prime, who was Superboy from a universe where it was like they didn't get a Superman. It was just, super, it was just Superboy. Okay. Um, and Alexander Luther of... Um, or three, where he was the good Lex Luthor who was fighting the evil Justice League. Okay. Um, where it was uh, the crime syndicate. And um, the whole thing is basically like, the story itself, it kind of started as basically like, um, kind of a metaphor for like, kind of, Jeff, what kind of what Jeff Johns did in comics, but kind of like taking that kind of old school panache and kind of being like, comics have gotten too fucking dark. Like, we need to bring in like these, like, so basically the whole thing, like, the end of the, cause the whole issue, the whole first issue of Countdown and Infinite Crisis was basically these characters you don't know kind of talking. And then like at the end of it, uh, they smash through this wall. And like he says, this is a job for Superman. And then you realize who it is. Now the whole thing is basically you find out during the course of the story that, um, Lois has been dying. Uh, and Cal L is still Cal L. Like he's still Superman, blah, blah, blah. But like, Basically, Alexander Luther, being a Lex Luthor, has slowly kind of turned evil, or at least turned so pragmatic that he's convinced Superboy Prime to basically um, help him kind of break out of the thing and basically tear, basically destroy the universes that exist now. And basically, the whole thing is basically like Superboy Prime basically turns out to be basically like. Um, he starts off, he's not really necessarily evil, he's just really, he's, just, he's a fucking kid, basically like a kid with a gun. Like, he ends up, like, killing people because he doesn't know how to use his powers properly and how to manage his anger and all this shit, so he ends up becoming a killer. And basically the whole end of Infinite Crisis has everybody basically grabbing Superboy Prime and putting him in a green cell, um, watched constantly by the Green Lanterns, Okay. At the end of the story, he basically carves um, the S into his chest and basically implies he'll be back. Um, okay. And they did use him um, a little bit in Final Crisis. Like, there was, like, um, he mostly it was in, like, um, a miniseries, but they did use him. But, like, there hasn't been, like, the, like, big... I mean, like, they also used him. Jeff Johns used him again in uh, Sinestro Corps, uh, the Sinestro Corps War, which is amazing. But he never really got to be, like the guy and i wouldn't be shocked if uh basically he turns out to be basically the muscle for dr manhattan yeah because so ha- really dr manhattan can't not kill people <laughs> like, like, like really dr manhattan be like blink to existence yeah blink to two blink to two like whereas your boy prom can be the guy who's like ah and just like fight people and that's what you want in superhero comics so yeah Oh, Infinite Crisis, he carves it into his chest. I've been in worse places than this, and I've gotten out. 
Yeah. So, how, how, yeah, I'm just lost. I'm going to be lost for a while, but it's exciting. Superboy Prime is basically just Superman, but bad. Well, he's not even that he's like, he is and he isn't, but he's like, he's like, he's like, okay. Basically, the best way I can fucking say it is like the thing is like, he's a fucking kid who A, was under a bad influence, and now is basically kind of like, the good, like the goody two-shoes kid who is kind of through bad influence swung really far in the direction. And now he's like a fucking like, um, like you're kind of like really angry goth, but he's okay. a kind of like one who would take fucking, who would take a gun to school. Like okay. he's a fucking like, he's not necessarily like a, he's not unsavable necessarily, but he's definitely like, he he's still a kid. Like it's it's hard to like call him a villain outright because he's still a fucking kid. I'm so ex- oh man. Okay, so now I'm more excited about that because since I didn't know who Superboy Prime was and they didn't reference it in any of the five issues I read, I was like, no, no, I'm not cool with this. But if that's his, and then the last very last quote of the epilogue is, "There are poisons that blind you and poisons that open your eyes." Uh, dash August Stry- Strindberg. I don't know who that is, but it's a quote. Um. I guess that makes more sense in a Superboy Prime aspect, wouldn't it? I guess. We'll see. I mean, and also, I mean, Kevin has been reading, because um, I was reading uh, the main Superman book. Kevin was reading um, both Superman and Action Comics. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently they've been using, like, basically all of the fucking, uh, like, Reign of Superman characters, but, like, the Eradicator and, like, all that stuff, like, Cyborg Superman. So, like... That also could be an aspect. I don't honestly know. Like, it's like my guess right now, if I was like, if you were saying like, put smart money down, I would say it's probably Superboy Prime, but we'll see. Uh, and this one was saying, just one of the quotes, I guess there's going to be a countdown to the final encounter between Manhattan and Superman. That's not a fair fight. It's I Manhattan. Mean, it's not. It's not. So we'll see what happens. Um, and I loved, I loved, cause I've, we've done this, me and you a thousand times. We've even done it in our who would win in a fight things. I'm always like, who would win in a fight? Uh, Thanos or Dr. Manhattan, Darkseid or Dr. Manhattan, like all the biggest bad guys. And in this button crossover, they keep the guy, Wally West keeps going. He's stronger than anything we've ever seen before. He's stronger than Darkseid. He's stronger than, I don't remember the other guy he references. I'm like, yeah. It's not that he's stronger. It's just that there is no. It just he is what he is. It's just if he chooses to do something, oh he do it, oh he do it right, and it's gonna be amazing. I just don't. I'm curious. I'm not creative enough to come up with an uh, ending to this, so I'm just sitting back, getting very excited. I got no guesses. I got no guesses. What's it? I mean, I don't. I am, but I don't want to. Like this thing is like I've so many times gotten myself really excited about like where I think stories are gonna go. And I'm really underwhelmed where they where they actually go. That now I just kind of let things happen because I'm just like, if I get really excited about something that might happen, like, it's like, like I was saying to Justin like one day, um, I was like, you know, it'd be a really cool idea. And I posted on Tumblr. I got like fucking like sixty fucking notes on it in like a day, um, where I was like, what you do in uh, WWE right now is basically like you turn Finn Balor heel. You have you build up. Um, you basically have to basically build them almost from scratch again, but build up Gallows Anderson as his like killers, his muscle. 
and basically had the three of them just fucking run through everybody, just like fucking destroy the entire Raw roster. They take that fucking shit over like they're like fucking NWO. And then like it leads to at SummerSlam, only one faction can stop this reign of terror. And that's the fucking shield. And then you have the shield versus bullet club. And I was just like, once I had that in my head, I'm like, now if they don't do that, I'd be really upset. Why and don't you start writing letters, start writing letters, <laughs> start posting on the internet, start sending emails. Get what I'm saying, I did post it. I posted on Tumblr, and like in literally in like less than a day, I had like 60 fucking people who liked and reblogged it. Yeah. So clearly, I touched a nerve, and like other people liked the idea. But like, so, what I'm saying, like, I'm just reading through the comments on the website. I love that they have places where people can leave comments on the on the different issues and stuff. This guy says, "Please let it be that Superboy Prime is to back to fuck shit up." I think it would be great to show that it's really him who's the puppet master. Would you prefer prefer? That in some way, shape, or form, Superboy Prime is able to persuade Dr. Manhattan into doing his thing? Or would you prefer that Dr. Manhattan is just letting Superboy Prime run free in this whole messed up way? Honestly, I would prefer um, that Superboy Prime was influencing Dr. Manhattan. Because like, that thing is, like, Dr. Manhattan going rogue doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like, yeah, it does But like, also him being influenced doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't because he does. He does get influenced. Like Laurie influences him in that movie. Like he can true, be influenced. True. True. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Like if somehow he was influenced by kind of this character that's, I wouldn't say irredeemable, but definitely is on the darker side. Like that would be that would make a lot of sense for me. Like why he'd be doing what he's doing. And really, it would make sense in the sense that like if it was Superboy Prime, if it's him like trying to like basically complete what. Alexander Luther was trying to do mm-hmm. his final solution, if you will. Oh boy! Well, I mean, the comic store down the road from me gives you twenty percent off comics if you subscri- if you subscribe. So they'll set an issue aside every time a new one comes in. <laughs> I'm I'm in. Is it going to be its own issue or is it like a Doomsday the Clock? Doomsday Clock? I don't know. I think it will be its own series, but they haven't announced it yet. They haven't solicited it yet. If it's so its own know. series, I am definitely buying those to own, and I'm going to find all these Rebirth issues. It won't be hard because they're still new. Um, yeah. I'm going to own this. I got to. Um, the Rebirth, they actually did a, like, uh, basically like a hard because They released it as an issue, and I have it as an issue. I think actually I have two copies. Um, but uh, they also released it as like, a hardcover. So you can find it on Amazon and shit. It's not hard. Oh, I'm gonna. Then, I, I want to find they, it in they, person. It's more satisfying. Fine. And they also have like a ton of basically they, there's trades because like, the whole way that DC when they did the rebirth thing where like they're doing it biweekly and everything. Mm-hmm. There's like fucking like at least two or three trades for everything right now. So like oh. every series you can get at least a trade of. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna go back to the book barn and buy those freaking issues that I'm going tomorrow actually with friends. If I find Hellblazer and uh, the Transmet issue again, buying them. Can't stop, won't stop. I have to. I don't even care. That's the the worst thing about buying old single issues like that is I never am smart enough to either notate or take a picture. So the next time I'm out and I'm like, Saga 27, do I have that? I don't know. I don't know. Buy it anyways. I have three issues of Saga 19 for some reason. I just, I never remember that 19 is the one I have and I keep buying it. I have like 20 issues. I have just random here and there. Um, I have like most. I have think. I think I have everything from seventeen to like thirty one, and then I've got a couple issues randomly here and there. But 
I, I just, I'll end up buying these. I'll see them again one day and go, that looks neat. Do I have that? I don't know. Oh, now I got four of them. Whatever. It's like, it's like um, the Louis Black joke where he's like, talking about like, uh, where he saw a Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks. Yeah. And he was like, I've reached the nexus of the universe. He's like, I don't understand the point of this other than like for Alzheimer's patients who are walking out of one Starbucks being like, hey, how about a cup of joe? <laughs> <laughs> like... Well, I guess that's what's happening for me. And when we move to our new place, I'm going to actually organize my comic books and my uh, graphic novels. And I'm going to take pictures. So that way at Comic-Con, when I go balls to the wall again and spend $300 on comics, it's not all duplicates. Because chances are, like I just got, I sent you the picture. I just got um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Volume 2. I was stoked about that. And they had on the shelf for five bucks a piece, Why the Last Man, uh, the large ones, not the individual, two, three, and four. And I didn't buy them because they didn't have one. I was like, it's I, only five bucks. Just fucking buy those ones and then buy one yeah. for like more expensive on Amazon. You dumb bastard. What the no, hell's I'll, I'll find it's it's satisfying in person. But if they're there tomorrow, I'm gonna buy two, three, and four. Because the, they also had two, three, and four of the little ones that only make up just probably two of the large one. I don't know how they've done the different trades, but these were the like big ones. Yeah, I'm assuming they're probably like preacher. Basically, they just do like two trades at a time and do in like the, the deluxe editions, one. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get those because I've heard nothing but good things about those. Yeah. Why last man's fucking amazing. Yeah. So I'm gonna get you those. You like up. Saga? It's the same guy. I do like Saga. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, see what happens when you get me talking about Watchmen, Patrick. We've gone for an hour and a half, so we're not gonna play the games today. We're gonna okay. save them because you know my lists dwindle down because God, they're just so good. Uh, and we'll come back to them next time. Hi, Twinkle. You coming to say bye to the wonderful people who listen to our podcast? I really thought she was going to meow after I said that. <laughs> did you at least hear the first one? Yes, I did, actually. Okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, but otherwise, that that wraps it up nicely. Super excited. Uh, next time, is is um, American Gods all finished? Uh, it will be as of Sunday. So next time, maybe we'll be able to talk about American Gods at least the first few episodes. I really want to watch that show. Well, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna binge it in two days. Um, I've been I've been recently I've been watching The Sopranos, but I also really want to watch Preacher before it comes back, just to like, because I do I do like it. It's just like this thing is like because actually I think it's funny. It's like actually Ariane texted me the other day, and she was like, "Have you watched Preacher? Is it worth watching?" I'm like, "I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the comic." Yeah, like, the minute you, you can, told me that if, the antagonist of the first season is the fucking meatpacking guy i was like i can't do this man that part of the story is so standalone from everything else i can't do this i'm freaking out well also they kind of had i mean who the fuck knows if like this was going to be like a thing they were going to get to the whole fucking thing true 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 they so, like, canceled it after season one exactly so like they, they kind of had to like kind of edge their bets a little bit i but, thought but, but, face and the cop could have been a very intriguing season one they use our space in the cop no 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 i know but i mean like as, as, as just that I think oh. would have been not well, necessarily. I understand what you're saying, and you're right as far as like a business standpoint. But for me, being like, wait, you're serious? The dude from like the seventh or eighth trade is the first season villain. I can't do this. I can't be a part. I mean, of it's this. played. It's played by Rorschach. If it helps, I you know. I know. I do like uh, uh, Jack Earl Haley. Yeah, Jack. I almost said James Earl Haley, and that's James Earl Jones. <laughs> it's very <laughs> similar, completely different at the same time. Um, either way. Uh, yeah, listen to this, share it with your friends, tell people how big our dicks are. They're not that big. 
and uh, we'll be back next week. Otherwise, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening.